doing, boys and girls? Children of all ages. to another edition of the my two cents podcast this is episode 156 i'm your host g2 and i would like to ask every single one of you how are you doing today now i would like to let everyone know that we are closely approaching christmas we are only what eight days out before christmas season well not season we're already in the season but the actual day of christmas hits um right now people are on the road to be with their families this upcoming week to spend the holiday festivities with them. Um, certain people will be hitting up with their families towards the end of this week so they can spend uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with them before they have to head back to go to work. I mean, people are trying to rip the roads and get on the airplanes this upcoming week. So if you're one of them, please be aware that you are around people that are one, if you're driving, you're around people that will not hesitate to try to hit you. So please be careful of that. And two, if you're in airplane season, like in airplane sections, please know it is coughing season. People are sneezing. Please be aware of that. Uh, wear a mask if you don't want to get any of that on you because there's no way you're not going to be able to uh, avoid it. So that's just my little PSA for the ones that's going to be out there trying to get around to their loved ones or families. Uh, this upcoming week to enjoy the holiday festivities. But um, yeah, also, I hope everybody had a great uh, week this past week. For the kids that are already leaving for winter break, I hope you guys are able to enjoy yourself. Um, for the college graduates that are leaving it this past December, I hope you guys are able to enter the field that you guys uh, study for. And if not, a hey, relax, take a breather. Um, you'll be able to find something for yourself believe me it's going to take some time but just breathe in breathe out and don't try to rush into something that can uh change your life detrimentally so please take that time take a breather just take in the fact that you graduated and take in the success of that because not a lot of people do graduate college certain people drop out certain people uh just move on to different things but for the ones that graduated college just take a breather and just appreciate that as we are in this holiday season. I'm rambling off, but you get my point here. Just take a breather, relax. We're in the holiday season. Enjoy the holiday festivities that's uh, among us. Now, with that being said, let's get on to the National Food Days of the Week. Today being December 17th, it is National uh, Maple Syrup Day. Tomorrow, December 18th, it is Baked Cookie Day as well as the Gluten-Free Baking Week will begin, and it is National Roasted Suckling Pig Day. December 19th, it is National Hard Candy Day, as well as National Oatmeal Muffin Day. December 20th, it is National Sangria Day, so please drink responsibly. December 21st, it is National Coquito Day, as well as National French Fried Shrimp Day, as well as Ribbon Candy Day. December 22nd, it is National Cookie Exchange Day as well as National Date Nut Bread Day. And to round us off, December 23rd, it is National Fofernoose Day. That's a, well, 
holiday type cookie for ones that are not aware of that. So with the National Food Days out of the way, let's start the show. Starting off the show, I want to start off with some condolences. First one uh, just happened yesterday. The original drummer for ACDC, Colin Burgess, has passed away at the age of 77. It was reported that uh, he passed away and there's no cause of death was given. Very sad to hear the passing of Colin Burgess. ACDC captioned a photo of the drummer on Instagram. He was our first drummer and a very respected musician. Happy memories. Rock on. In peace, Colin. Uh, So you have that passing this past week as well as the actor Andre Brower at the age of 61. Andre Brower passed away due to lung cancer. His publicist will confirm to Health Post. Andre Brower was diagnosed with cancer just months before his death, and Andre Brower is survived by his wife, three children, mother, and brother. So with me getting those condolences out the way again, love and light to Colin uh, Burgess's family, loved ones, same thing with Andre Brower with his loved ones and friends and family members and people that he worked with on the set of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now, with those condolences out the way, we almost had another condolence, to be completely honest. Uh, NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he is hospitalized in L.A. after breaking his hip. And it would say from his longtime business partner that he fell at a concert Friday night. So he ended up undergoing hip surgery Saturday to fix up his broken hip. So that's where we're at right this. And you know what? For him to be so tall, I don't understand how you fall. But again... When you hit your 70s, you start kind of, not going to say you lose your functions. You could just easily just fall from anything. And your bones are not as limber, not as thick as it used to be. Pause. And you're able to now just break a body part just at the sneeze or something. That's kind of frightening whenever you are thinking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's height. A man's about, what, six? Eight six 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 seven. I mean, he's a tall dude. So you got to take all that into consideration when you think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and how old he is. And if he falls, he's able to break anything. And that could just literally be lights out. So I'm glad he didn't uh, have anything worse than just a broken hip. But Godspeed and uh, hope he rests up and rests easy. Now, on to the next topic here. Next topic that I do want to talk about is the sentence of life for murder of Kenneth Harrington. Hannah Payne, 25-year-old woman, found guilty in the death of 62-year-old Kenneth Harrington in Clayton County will spend the rest of her life behind bars with a chance of parole. For people that are unaware, uh, this incident happened in 2019. Hannah Payne, she decided to chase after Kenneth Harrington after Kenneth Harrington uh, caused a crash and then left the scene and as she was going to chase after this man, allegedly, not even allegedly, she called the cops. The cops told her not to give chase. She ended up finding Kenneth. Kenneth was having a medical-like attack, which would come to find out and play. Um, she didn't care. She ended up getting into a tussle with him, and she had a gun. Apparently, they said they had a tussle, and shot went off. Kenneth Harrington ended up dying. So, long story being less long, you know what time it is. It's time for her to get arrested. She tries to say she plays self-defense, but here's the deal. You cannot play self-defense whenever you are on the phone with police officers, or at least the, what, the call service, and they tell you, do not give chase. Because once you give chase, you are no longer 
giving, you're no longer doing civil duty. You're now trying to act in vigilante. You're being, trying to be the Batman, but you can't be Batman in this type of situation. You're on the phone with the cops. You got to follow what they say, because if you do not guess what, you'll be held in some type of, well, some type of court of law, some type of charge. And that's what happened here with Hannah Payne. She just should have left the man alone, let him drive away, let him get himself together, and then he would have answered for the car crash that happened. However, that was not the case. You ended up giving chase, and now you are ending up finding yourself with life behind bars with a chance parole. Also, she was hit with eight in five years to be served consecutively. I don't know how any of that is going to happen, but hey, man, it's not my business. Uh, they say the jury convicted Payne of felony murder, malice murder, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and three charges of weapons possessions during a crime on Wednesday. So you had that happen here. Again, this is just a nice note to let people know if you see a crime and you want to be a good Samaritan, guess what? Just call the cops or take a photo of someone's license plate or take a photo of someone and just say, hey, I got the license plate of this accident from this car that left the scene. Here's the license plate. And that's about it. Do not give chase. Do not give chase because they'll tell you don't do it. Because guess what? You can lean yourself into something like this. Or you can potentially cause an accident yourself. And then you could be found on some type of charges as well. That's just my whole thing. This was another, what, Kyle Rittenhouse situation. But Kyle Rittenhouse, he was during it during the whole... 2020 situation and just so happened he got he got put on trial the same time as the other dudes that killed the black dude that was uh, running into a neighborhood that was entering a home that was being like built up so Kyle Rittenhouse he was able to squeeze out a not guilty one while the court systems found the other dudes guilty like I said I did a whole episode on that in 2021 because I knew one of those two cases, somebody had to get go down. Was it going to be Kyle Rittenhouse or another one? But Kyle Rittenhouse, he was able to get away with it. This woman, not so much. She is a civilian. She should not try to play Batman, try to play vigilante. Yo, dog, you don't give chase. You don't do none of that. Just stay in your lane. Be a civilian and just do that. Do not try to do a whole citizen's arrest. And by the way, I find that completely stupid. That whole citizen's arrest thing is stupid. You're not a you're not a police officer. You can't say I'm holding you under citizen's arrest if you don't get that stupid mess out of my face. Get out of here. Unless you're an officer, you cannot hold me under any type of arrest at all. That's the only thing. Because if you hold me with a gun, guess what? Someone could easily try to spin that story and say, "Hey, you were the aggressor. Someone had a gun pointed on me. You, and guess what? You can be hit with charges." It's not that hard to flip and freestyle these type of things. So anyone within the sound of my voice right now, if you happen to see anything, please just call the cops with all the information. And that's about it. Do not give chase unless they tell you to do something. But once they tell you don't give chase, don't do nothing. We have it under control of that. Just let it be. Because if you do more, you're going to be ended up with some type of charge. That's the message of this story right here. Do I think she's going to serve what, all her time? I think she's going to serve a good bit, to be completely honest. She'll probably serve a good 10, 15, and they'll probably try to get her for a parole or something like that. That's the way I think this whole thing is going to go down. 
but we'll have to wait and see as the time goes about. But again, anything to take out of this, do not try to be a vigilante. Just do what the officers or do what the call services tell you to do and leave it at that. Now, moving on to the next topic. Next topic that I want to speak about is University of Florida scientists accused of keeping their children in makeshift wooden cages, as it's come from ABC uh, 3340 News. The topic would read, or the article, excuse me, would read, two University of Florida biological scientists were arrested last week for allegedly, willfully, and maliciously abusing their two children. Uraway Zia, 31, and Dustin Hoff, 35, were arrested by Gainesville police on aggravated child abuse and child neglect charges. The two have been keeping their six-year-old and two-year-old children in improvised wooden cages, according to police report obtained by the National Desk. Upon entering the children's room, I observed a large, unsanded wooden enclosure made of press treated to by fours that appeared to be a makeshift cage, and an officer on the scene wrote, I observed two stainless steel sliding latches on the outside of the enclosure door. Police say the six-year-old told them he is placed in the enclosure at night until about 7 a.m. when he leaves the house for school. He claims he is then placed in the enclosure again after school and left in the home alone. The six-year-old stated, I didn't want anyone to get in trouble. I just didn't want to be in the cage, police wrote. The scientists told the police, however, the cages are used to keep the kids from waking up in the middle of the night and disturbing the house. See, right there, that's already a problem already off the top of that, but I digress. Getting more into the article. While being caged, the children have no way to communicate if they were in an emergency. Police said they also mentioned that the conditions could cause significant physical and mental damage to the children. I think everybody kind of knows that. Um, they are on $600,000 bond, both of the individuals. The woman would plead not guilty on Monday, while the man, he did not make a plea as of Tuesday night. So as of right now, we still don't know what he pleads at the time of this recording. But I just want to mention this right here. If you have children, do not ever do anything like this. I think we've seen enough Lifetime movies. I think people have uh, heard enough news stories about people doing real, real heinous stuff to children, their own children, to be exact, like keeping them inside a closet, keeping them inside uh, a box, keeping them in all these destitute uh, areas, and it's going to mess with the kid. See, I don't understand why you have children if you're going to do that. I don't understand it. Just don't have children. Tie your knots. Uh, get, uh, what's the thing? Uh, vasectomy if you're a man just figure something out if you don't want to have kids do these things to make sure you don't have kids because when you have kids you have a responsibility to become a parent it's no longer just you going out and being wild and just living your life no you have children now you have children that you have to raise you have children that you have to raise to be people in this society I think we all know this. I think I shouldn't have to tell anyone this, but somehow people forget this. How are you putting your kids in a cage? And you are scientists for a university, even though it's a Florida university. And yes, I'm a crack on Florida every time I get the chance to, because Florida, you guys be doing some real off the wall, baddie things. But this right here is 
common practice for you as a person not to do. You don't put nobody in a cage. Those are things for like animals that you do, that you are looking after. Children are not animals. They are humans. What are you doing? You don't do that. This is why if you're not fit to be a parent, do not have children. You can still have the adult activities of having sex. Yeah, cool. Do that. But do not have a kid in the process of having sex. You know what I mean? Like I said, get a vasectomy. Get your tubes tied if you want to do that. Cool. But don't have kids if you're not willing to be a parent the way that you know you should be a parent. So, as I've said, do not be a parent if you're not willing to step up to become a parent. Don't do this. Don't think about having kids if you're not of the mindset to do it. That's all I'm trying to say here. So, I don't like this topic. I had to bring it to you guys because people are still being idiots out here and just putting their kids in real mind-damaging places and also physical-damaging places as well. Because you got to imagine a cage a just putting yourself inside a cage, that's already limiting your mobility, limiting your body of moving and stretching the way that your body's supposed to. So you can just imagine the kids being inside a cramped cage, and they said from nighttime to 7 a.m., that is a long period of time. Dog, you could just imagine the physical toll the kid was taking day by day, but I'm glad that they were able to get the kids out of that situation. I'm glad that they're able to lock their parents up and hopefully other parents will take notice of this and not uh, do that to their kids. Now, on to the next topic I want to talk about as this comes from CNN. As the title would read, seven students ate gummy bears from a baggie that tested positive for fentanyl and fell sick. Two people have been arrested. As the article will state, at first it seemed the students were having an allergic reaction to something they ate Tuesday. Amherst County Public Schools said... The sheriff's office conducted a field test of the bag, which had a positive reaction for fentanyl, the school district said. Preliminary investigation shows the students ingested gummy bears from a plastic baggie. In that baggie contained a residue that the residue tested positive for fentanyl. Five students were taken to a hospital, including two via ambulance. The students, all fourth graders, experienced symptoms including nausea, vomiting, headache, and muscle spasms. The students have been uh, discharged since their visit from the hospital. So they're telling you right now that they've been discharged, but they tell you the effects that they uh, had at the time. Clifford Dugan was arrested and held without bond, charged on two counts, one of a convicted felon in possession of a firearm and one of contributing to the delinquency abuse of a child. Jail records show Nicole Sanders was also arrested and held on charges of contributing to the delinquency abuse of a child and possessing Schedule 1 or Schedule 2 narcotics. Jail records show she's being held on 1,000 and 1,500 bonds. Now, I would like to make it a point that more charges can be uh, applied and could be possible because there's still ongoing investigation into this situation. I don't know what to think of this, to be honest. I think when I read this, I think that nobody was, I think none of the two adults here were trying to give their kid or whoever it is uh, food poisoning or any type of fentanyl poisoning, unlike we've seen in other past uh, stories this past year with uh, daycares holding fentanyl in their place of business and all those kids getting sick or death of at the daycare, 
These two, I don't think they were trying to get the kid any type of uh, fentanyl poisoning or anything like that or get them sick. I just think that somebody probably tried to make their kid or whoever it is, kid, uh, lunch and because they found residue inside one of the bags that had gummy bears in it. So I think someone was careless in that. And again, this tells everybody something here. If you are a drug user, in which I don't advertise drug use at all here, I just want to make that perfectly clear, but I do know that we live in a real world and I don't know who specifically does anything out there. So I want to cover all bases when I say this. If you happen to use drugs in a sandwich bag and you want to try to reuse that sandwich bag, don't do it. Just throw it away and just get your kid a new sandwich bag or get them like a snack bag or something. Wrap your kid's sandwich up in an aluminum foil, plastic wrap, whatever may have you. Do not use any type of bag that had any type of narcotics inside of it. Don't do it. And if you look at the bag and you don't know if that bag had narcotics or not, just always play the self bet and say, yes, they had it in it and just throw it out before you use it. Because things like this can happen because you don't want to affect your kid or any other's kid out there because kids, they do share food. Certain kids do. If they have candy, you know, uh, candy is one of the top things for kids. When we were all kids, you had kids coming towards you. If you were the kid that had the candy, people would run up to you and say, hey, can I get a piece or whatever? So kids sharing food, candy specifically, that's kind of a thing that has gone around from generation to generation will constantly go around. But parents now or guardians now have to be have to have the wherewithal that if you are a drug user, please do not use the same bag for that kid because that's just irresponsible. And plus you're putting other kids uh, health at risk as well. So again, I'm certain these two didn't want any of this to happen, but something happened and now they got to pay the consequences for it. So again, if you happen to do drugs, just throw away, throw away your sandwich bag or throw away any type of container that the drug came in so you cannot poison anybody else's kid and your kid as well. That's what I'm trying to get at with this article here. Now on to the next topic, still sticking under the banner of CNN. The article would read, New Jersey man film shouting racial slurs at neighbors in viral video sentenced to eight years in prison. Edward C. Matthews was sentenced Friday after a police investigation that began in 2021 revealed a pattern of abuse from Matthews against his neighbors that included leaving a threatening note on one of their vehicles, the prosecutor's office said. Police began the investigation into the 47-year-old after law enforcement found him using racial slurs while engaging in a verbal altercation with four residents. The release said Matthews was captured on a neighbor's doorbell camera in July 2021, thrusting his hips in a lewd motion while laughing and looking at the camera. He is also heard saying effing monkeys. The neighbor is a black woman who is on the homeowners association board and told police Matthews called her racist slurs over the past few months, according to the Alpha David. Now, moving over into what we have here, Matthews pleaded guilty in October to four counts of bias intimidation as well as drug offense charges as psychedelic mushrooms, a type of hallucinogenic mushroom were found inside his home, according to the prosecutor's office press release. 
Matthews begged for leniency during his sentencing hearing. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, he said he accepted responsibility and apologizes to the victims for his insensitivity and disrespectful words in the past. He must spend at least four years in prison before he is eligible for parole, the judge ruled. So we have that. Now, when I first saw this thing going around, what, this past week, I thought, okay, he isn't going to spend all that time in jail, eight years in prison, he ain't going to do that, because I just thought, okay, him shouting racist slurs at someone, all right, we've seen this before, he'll probably get, what, a couple months in prison before he tries to come out, but then when I read this article, I, and I found out that he had to spend four years before he even could get parole, I thought, okay, they're real serious about this, and which I'm not truly mad at it, because sometimes there's always need to be someone to be made example of. Because you can't just be popping off at someone because of you not liking them. And especially, again, we live in a time when you're in America now, you still shouldn't even be racist at all. At all, you shouldn't. But somehow you still have racist tendencies. At least a lot of people do. Certain people do. But um, they're able to hide it. But certain people, no, nah, they're not able to hide it. They just straight up just get full cock blast with being racist all up in your face. Which, again, I don't understand how you can do that because uh, you need each other to survive on this country right now, especially now. But I digress with that. But I don't understand how if nobody's bothering you, you decide to pick a fight with someone that's not bothering you. It makes no sense to me. It makes it seem like you're just a complete jackrabbit for wanting to just start with someone. Especially just start calling someone an effing monkey. See, there's certain things you should not ever be called anybody. For black people, we, anytime someone even resembles anything with us with monkey, that is racist. There's a lot of things that have been labeled, put upon us that is racist. I don't think I need to go down the pipeline because I think everybody knows that. If you've been in America or if you at least have black friends or black relatives... You know what it is, and you know some of the words that will be placed or labeled onto us, the stereotypes that's labeled onto us. I just don't understand how you guys just be throwing things out there to people that are not bothering you. I don't understand how people are able to do that. That just completely blows my mind. So again, with this, I thought, okay, he's going to get a couple months, he'll have to sit down, and he'll come back out, because I didn't think the justices was really going to do it like that. But then when I read the four years, I was like, okay, somebody got to be made an example of. So that's exactly what happened here. So now, Edwards Matthews, he has to be made an example of for being a complete jackrabbit and not minding his own business. So let's just be an example for everyone else. Hopefully, this kind of behavior uh, gets eradicated, and if not, I hope that other court systems take notes from this judge and start locking away people up for a couple of years for saying some racist slurs to someone, especially if someone's not bothering you. And also, I could also just be reaching here on the fact of he had uh, psychedelic mushrooms on him, in which I'm not certain if that is a felony or how much type of uh, crime that is for him to just be in possession of that. He says a drug offense charge. Again, every state's different. It varies, but I don't know if that really played a heavy hand in that. But long story less long, if you start, 
getting at someone with racist slurs and you start shouting at them all because you have a problem within yourself, you got to be put away and sit down for a couple just for you to know better for yourself and also set an example and make a message out for everyone that this is not cool. So I'm glad that the judge did that for this New Jersey dumbwit. So yeah, other uh, court systems, other judges, please take note of this. Now, on to something that I didn't know about, I want to read you some here from the HuffPost, as it would read, Cop and Breonna Taylor raid to face another trial. The news of the retrial came after a judge declared that Brett Hankinson, federal case, was a mistrial after a deadlocked jury last month, as HuffPost previously reported. Today's indictment alleges that Hankinson's use of excessive force violated the rights of Breonna Taylor and her guests and also of her neighbors, whose lives were endangered by bullets that penetrated into their apartment. Now, they would say that his trial will begin on October 14, 2024, and he faces a maximum sentence of life in prison. So that's basically a whole nother year from now, since this year is about to end. But I say year because October is still some way from now. Long story less long, I did not know this thing was still going on. I haven't like seen a lot of reports about this uh, trial still going on or trials of this magnitude still going on because you got to remember Breonna Taylor's uh, situation was a lot more prevalent in 2020 when this thing came about and for the people that aren't aware of this uh, or don't remember about the Breonna Taylor situation is when police officers came into Breonna Taylor's uh, apartment I believe that she was sharing with her boyfriend at the time and they did a no-knock search warrant yeah, they will say in the article right here, uh, they were enacting a no-knock search warrant at the young medical worker's home looking for evidence against her ex-boyfriend. Her then-boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, fired a shot under impression that Taylor's ex-boyfriend or another intruder was breaking in into their apartment. So once that happened, officers then fired multiple shots, striking Taylor five times, and that's where we're at here. So I forgot about any of this. I forgot personally because, again, a lot of things are happening in the world. More things are happening more frequently, going on and on. The world still keeps going. And I remember at one point, everybody was trying to get justice for Breonna Taylor. There are still people still trying to get justice for Breonna Taylor. However, I would have thought this type of news story would be covered by the big conglomerate media, by everybody, because, as I said, just like the George Floyd thing in 2020, that was big. Breonna Taylor, like Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, they were like the two faces of the Black Lives Matter movement when it was heavy prevalent in 2020 when everybody had to sit down and really watch the news and get real locked in. But since that time, the news hasn't really been covering the Breonna Taylor uh, incident, the officers involved in the Breonna Taylor killing. I don't remember any of the big news media covering the trials or any of that. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't remember any of it really being covered since, what, 2020, 2021. As I said, the world keeps going, news keeps going, news is a revolving door, 24-7 business, 365, 38 days, 366 on a leap year type business here. So, I would just think certain news topics need to be a priority. I think the Breonna Taylor one still needs to be a top priority for a lot of the big news companies. And even for myself, I think this one still should be on the top of the list. So I take fault for not 
uh, continuing with this, because I remember me talking about something with this, with one of the uh, officers not being found guilty some time ago. But since then, I don't remember myself even talking about Breonna Taylor's situation. So I put myself in this. I need to keep myself and get myself constantly updated with Breonna Taylor's uh, situation. I'm going to try to get better at that. But yeah, I hope that the big news companies can get back on this and hopefully try to drive the point here and try to hopefully get some justice for Breonna Taylor because it's still unfair how the officers in the case have not been like charged or even put in jail. I don't think none of them technically have, to be honest. They would say in the article that uh, the officer whose bullets that killed Breonna Taylor, Miles uh, Cosgrove, he was never convicted in the aftermath of her killing. So I don't know what to say about this. Hopefully we get some, hopefully Breonna Taylor's family will get some type of uh, answers or some type of justice for her killing by next year when October 14, 2024 rolls around with this trial for uh, my, not Miles, but uh, Brent Hankinson. Hopefully they get some type of justice. But when that time comes around and when that trial comes around, I'm going to keep my eyes locked in and any type of news that pertains to Breonna Taylor, I'm going to bring it up here because, again, I fell short and a lot of other news companies have fell short. So I'm going to just be on my part and try to keep everybody informed to the best of my ability about Breonna Taylor. Now, on to the next topic. Next topic I want to talk about is Smile Direct Club. They have closed up shop. In a statement posted to its website, Smile Direct Club apologized to customers saying it had made the incredibly difficult decision to wind down its global operations effective immediately. Customer service would no longer be available, including its supposed lifetime smile guarantee, which promised unlimited customer support even after someone finished their alignment treatment. In a statement, also, by the way, for people that are on payment plans, by the way, they would write that, uh, they were expected to continue to make all monthly payments until payment has been made in full per the terms of our Smile Pay program, despite no longer receiving care or products from the brand. So what that means is if you were on a payment plan from Smile Direct Club, you're still having to make those type of payments. You still got to make them, even though the company no longer exists and you're no longer getting any type of treatment, no longer any getting any type of care or products from them, you still have to make the payments, which is weird to me because if you're no longer here and I'm no longer getting my teeth uh, fixed or helped by you, how am I going to pay you who is now a ghost? You're a shell. I don't I don't see how that uh, works, but a lot of people were not happy with this. A lot of people are uh, going to be left with a lot of jack mouths now. That's just the way it is. Um, they say that uh, the aligners were sold online or in store for $1,850 a piece. That is insane to me. I don't understand how you're able to sell these people these products or things to make their teeth look appealing, be more straightened, whatever they did for people's teeth. And you mean to tell me now that you are closing up shop and you are telling these people, oh yeah, by the way, you still got to uh, pay us for your teeth. If you're on a payment plan or whatever the case may be, that's insane to me. You are playing with people's faces. That's what you're doing. So Smile Direct Club or whatever company you are now, this is a ghost. You're not getting money from these people. 
It's not going to happen. Anybody with any common sense is not going to pay you any type of money. If anything, they should be trying to run you down and try to like get you by their necks. Because now you're leaving these people with jacked up mouths after they were just trying to get treatment from their teeth and getting all that stuff fixed up. You're leaving them with crazy looking mouths now that are just not going to be fixed up. Now they got to go to dentists. And just think about it. If you don't have any type of uh, health care, dental care, it's going to run you the pockets because certain people's teeth are not the greatest. Certain people's oral hygiene is not the greatest. Their teeth, their gums are all jacked up from all the previous bad mistakes from people not keeping up with their teeth or whatever type of uh, bodily functions that you have. I mean, certain people are just going to be whack attack from moving from Smile Direct Club is no longer there to now going to a dentist who's going to gouge them. That's crazy to me. So, again, if you're on the Smile Direct Club, like, payment plan, try to figure out, speak to a lawyer, speak to someone to figure out, hey, do I, within the law, still have to pay this, even though if this company is no longer existing, I would think common sense, no, because you're not able to get any type of fixment or anything from these people, but again, there might be some type of loophole, some type of something, somebody probably could just be buying out Smile Direct Club and try to rebrand it under something else. I don't know. This thing just happened. If not this week, it came about late at the end of last week. So my best guess, if you are on any type of payment plan for Smile Direct Club, speak to a lawyer to see if you still have to pay for your uh, teeth from this ghost of a company. Now on to the next topic here. We're now going on to embezzlement. We're still sticking with embezzlement. People are still taking money from all these companies. And I'm just going to read you two. Um, one, the former head of Facebook's DEI efforts, Barbara Smiles, admits she embezzled $4 million from the company. In the article, they would say that Smiles diverted more than $4 million from Facebook by linking payment apps to her Facebook credit card and paying out charges to fake vendors, the U.S. attorney said in a press release on Tuesday. She knowingly devised and intended to devise a scheme and defraud. Facebook, and to obtain money and property by means of false and fraudulent pretenses, representation, and promises, and by omission of material facts. She submitted the charges as false expense reports, then have the vendors give her the money in cash or by transferring funds to her husband's account. Associates paid cash kickbacks in person and by Federal Express or mail, sometimes wrapping the cash in other items such as t-shirts, the attorney said in their press release. We are cooperating with law enforcement on the case regarding this former program manager and we will continue to do so, a Meta spokesperson said in an email to Business Inquirer. In these reports, she falsely claimed that her associates or their business provided goods and services to Facebook for various programs and events in which, in fact, they had not. Now, they would say that Smiles used the fraud to pay $10,000 to an artist for specialty portraits and more than $18,000 for preschool tuitions. Now, they would say among the people inside the schemes were relatives, friends, former interns from her previous jobs, nannies, babysitters, a hairstylist, and her college tutor. So those are the people that were involved in this whole scheme, uh, Smiles is scheduled to be sentenced in March of 2024. So, there you go. I don't understand. Again, I've said it 
constantly, and I'm going to constantly say it more and more times as more people are constantly getting bu- 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 busted by taking out large chunks of money over time, what do you think is going to happen to you? You're going to get caught. It's going to happen to you no matter what, okay? There's no way you're not going to get caught. Now, it doesn't say how long this scheme has been going on or how long she did lead it. They do say that she well, worked at Facebook, at least that position, from 2017 to 2021. So she could have been starting from 2017 to 2021. She could have been doing it from there. So that would be four years since she was like grabbing money out. So that would be a million every year if she did do that. But if she didn't do it for those four years, she could only been able to do it for three, two, however many years at once. Those are still large sums of money. People might think just because it's Facebook, it's Meta, $4 million or $1 million a year isn't a lot of money. No, people in the booking agency, people in the financial department, they'll notice these type of things missing from their record logs. They'll notice these things being taken. You understand? People notice. People will see if it's going to be a reoccurring thing, if this is a one-time thing. Because sometimes, you know what? If you're a good person in that building or any any type of business that you're in and you happen to do something take money out or just do anything sometimes some people are able to give you or look a blind eye because they know you're a good person they know that you're using this or doing this for a good reason but that's just if you're a good person they let you do it once but if you happen to do this mad multiple times guess what happens the company and the people will start saying okay yo dog you we let you slide with this once don't try to play me and you could honestly do it. Now they got to look at you with the side eye and be like, all right, let's see how long you try to do this. And then when they start seeing you taking more and more money out, guess what? You're going to get reported. That's basically what happened here to Barbara Smiles. She embezzled $4 million. What do you think was going to happen? Again, that's a crazy. That's insane. Again, if you're going to take money, which I, again, I do not advocate for any of these things. I just want people to be smart, and I want people to know that we live in a real, live, like, type of reality here. People take money from other companies. I've been talking about it for the last, what, two to three episodes of people just constantly taking money from businesses. I think last week I just talked about the uh, guy taking 20-some-odd million dollars from the Jacksonville Jaguars when he worked there. I mean, dude, people don't know when to quit, and it's not anytime soon, because I got another one for you right here. This one comes from Florida. Marion County woman stole over $600,000 from Florida Alternative School, DOJ, Department of Justice, would say. Danielle Lyles, 41, of Somerville, pleaded guilty to eight counts of wire fraud and is ordered to forfeit the $616,793 she stole from the Silver River Mentoring and Instruction. According to the DOJ, between January 11, 2016 and April 10, 2023, while handling the payroll, <laughs> Danielle devised a scheme where she defrauded the school. Lyles had 137 unauthorized paychecks issued in her name by logging false information into the accounting software. She was able to receive the paychecks through wire transfers directly into her bank account. In a financial review with the school's executive staff in April 2023, Lyle says she had been paying herself extra money and had become addicted to stealing the payroll funds. 
No crap. Who would have guessed it? So that tells you right there. So I'll do a count of this right here. From 2016 to 2023, that's seven years, $600,000. Uh, that's roughly what? Mm, I'll say eight something, 80 some odd thousand dollars every year. So that tells you something right there. That's insane. That's ludicrous to me. You guys can't be doing these type of things. See, you guys are taking out large sums of money. And you guys are just going to constantly do this. Again, you guys can't be doing that if you're a good person. I'll state this again. They'll allow you to do it once. Because guess what? They know you're a good person. You needed it for some reason. But if you are doing this constantly and constantly doing this, guess what? It's going to pop up and it's going to check up on you one time. And it's going to do it. And you're going to be startled. What What was going on? And then it's already too late. The jig is up. You got to say, yep, this is what happened. This happened, blah, blah, blah. So again, this lady right here, she got caught. The other lady from Facebook, Meta, she got caught. And other homeboy from Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguar, he got popped. There's going to be more people as the year ends up. And we're going to start 2024 off because people are checking their financial books. I mean, people are getting cooked out here for money laundering and hemorrhaging money from your companies that you're working for you guys got to be smarter than that you guys can't be stupid like that you guys shouldn't be taking out big large sums of money again i don't advertise for it but i know we live in a realistic world people do it and people are going to constantly do it i just say if you do it don't take out large sums of money take out amounts of cash that you know the company isn't going to miss continuing on with money news it's an update from alex jones sandy hook uh families whole Court things have been going on between the two over money. Uh, Alex Jones has now offered to pay the Sandy Hook families $55 million over 10 years. So that's a fraction of the $1.5 billion that was awarded to them. And this is $30 million less than the families were actually offering Alex Jones to pay them. So Alex Jones decided to lowball them and say $55 million. The families, uh, they're not liking it. The families have decided that they are going to file their own proposal seeking to liquidate nearly all of Jones's assets, including his media company, Free Speech Systems, and give the proceeds to them and other creditors. The dueling plans filed late Friday in U.S. bankruptcy court in Houston will be debated and challenged over the next two months with hearings scheduled for February that will result in a final order saying how much Jones will have to pay out. See, right there. So you're trying to lowball them $30 million after they already was giving you an incredible offer for you saying $85 million out of the $1.5 billion. I think the families knew they were never going to see that $1.5 billion. So they probably all came up and said, you know what, $85 billion is probably an $85 million, not billion, excuse me, is probably enough. So if I was Alex Jones, I would probably be like, okay, so that's $8.5 billion over the next $8.5 million, not billion. God, that billion were just stuck with me. By the way, I saw the whole thing of billions. Great series. So that's probably the reason why I'm thinking of billions. But anyway, uh, $8.5 over the next 10 years to the families. But for him to now want to drop that down to $55 million for 10 years, that's $5.5 million. Again, this is just playing with the families. And again, I think Alex Jones has done enough playing around with the families that lost their children of the Sandy Hook uh, shooting, massacre, whatever you want to call it. I think this is enough playing with them. Just pay them the money, figure out a way how you're going to do it, and just call it a day, man. 
I hope that the judge just seeks in this like side of the family because the family's already lost enough and now they got to deal with someone that's not willing to pay them money after they were spewing all those ridiculous things that they were saying whenever their kids were basically dying or have died because of something so tragic. So again, we'll see what happens with Alex Jones. We'll see what happens with the Sandy Hook uh, families. Well, who will be getting how much money? As I said, they'll be looking through this whole thing. They'll be having hearings uh, scheduled out in February, and we'll see how much Alex Jones will have to pay up. Now, continuing with someone having to pay up, Ruby Giuliani. He was ordered to pay the election workers $148 million, uh, nearly $150 million in damages to the former Georgia workers, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, who he defamed following the 2020 presidential elections. Now, the big question is, will they ever see any of that money? Me being who I am, I already know they're not going to see $150 million. See, that's the part that gets you there. They're not going to see that much money. They're going to probably see a fraction of that money. Because I want to read you something right here. Uh, they will say that Giuliani was ordered to pay million, $16,171,000 to Freeman for defamation. $16,998,000 excuse me, for the digital numbers that I'm mixing up today. Two months for defamation. $20 million to each woman for emotional distress. And $75 million total in punitive damages. When the verdict was read, even the judge who presided over this case appeared to be taken back by the figure. So that lets you know right there, they're not going to see <laughs> all that money. It's not. Because when even the judge gets taken back by that figure, that's crazy. The, the judge even knows. That's crazy. They ain't going to see that. Uh, Ruby Giuliani here, he plans on trying to appeal it, which anybody's going to be trying to appeal that whenever you get hit with some catastrophic amount like that. That's going to happen. But will he have to pay these two women? Of course. He's going to have to pay them because you defamed them in that whole 2020 election whenever Trump lost. And again, I think that was the most stupidest thing that people could have done at the time. Instead of just taking the loss and just suck it up and say, hey, we'll get them next time or whatever. You guys continue to say, nope, the presidential election was stolen from us. It was blah, blah, blah. Yo, just take your L as a man or woman or whatever and just go about your business your person loss it is what it is so with this being the case ruby giuliani pay up again you're not going to pay the whole 150 million but are you going to pay about a good 3 million 4 million or even tell me 10 million to each lady probably because they deserve it because you got the people going after them because of you and whoever was on your bandwagon saying that they did something or whatever with the 2020 election over there in Georgia, it was so dumb and so stupid. I remember listening to that for a time, and I was like, okay, this is stupid. I'm not going to listen to this no more. This is dumb. So, again, are they going to see all that money? No. I think the highest that they're probably going to see is, what, $10 million each? If not $10 million, I'll go the lowest is $8 million each. If I was them, I'll say, okay, $8 million or something like that. But if a judge or even a lawyer could say, hey, we can get you this much off top for real, okay, cool. But they're not going to see that whole $150 million. Nowhere close to that. Uh, is there anything else I want to talk about? Nothing really. Uh, the Jonathan Majors trial has wrapped up. The jury is deliberating on that. I will give you my whole stance on that whenever this whole thing is completely wrapped up. Because that's the only time I actually will care about it. If he's been 
found guilty. And if he is found guilty of what he, they say that he did do, he'll be spending a year in jail. Uh, but for the court of public opinions, they already said that the man is guilty from all the evidence and everything that's came out from the video to the photos to all these things. But again, I'll get more into that, into the John of the Majors and his ex-girlfriend whole debacle whenever this trial gets done. Um, the only thing I will say is this, is that I did find it funny how the social media got to Jonathan Majors telling his girlfriend at the time to act more like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. And people had to give context to that because I ain't gonna front when I first read that, I was like, hold up, what? That sounds wild. But then you hear the way he says it, you hear people give it context and I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. And the reason why I say that is because Jonathan Majors was getting at the girlfriend apparently because she would be coming to the home that they shared or apartment that they shared at the time drunk. And he didn't want that to be associated with him. So he just basically propped himself up as this big, uh, larger than life situation. Say, I'm a great man. I need a great woman to be standing beside me. Basically, someone that has character, someone that has poise, someone that has self-respect. Don't be showing yourself being drunk out there at night and bring people over to our home to drink and just act nonsense, especially whenever I'm getting myself prepared up for a role. So I can see that type of situation being the case for Jonathan Majors. And again, just reading that sounded crazy. But hearing that in context, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. It might sound wrong, but is he wrong for saying that? Not really so much. But again, I'll get more into my personal feelings about that whenever this whole thing gets wrapped up and hopefully gets wrapped up this uh, week. What else? Uh, Cardi B, she went off on Instagram, I believe this past week over uh, her no longer being with Offset and she just went on a complete just tearing homeboy up and I think it's going to be more to come because she says there's still going to be more to come from that. Uh, do I think anybody personally wants to hear from that? No. There's going to be people that's going to be messiness that's going to want to hear that. Me, not so much. Hey, Cardi, if you're done with them, be done. Go about your business. You got your kid and yourself to deal with. Do that and let Offset continue to be himself and let him do what he got to do. Uh, anything else of noteworthy? Nope. Nope. None more. So it's time for me to get you guys out of here. So with that being said, if you guys did not listen to my midweek episode, it is available to you right now. I drop a midweek episode every single Wednesday. Is that's me talking about anything that I want, whether it be topics, just a variety of topics, or it be a certain theme that I just stick with for about a good 10 to 15 minutes on a Wednesday. And then I lead you guys out with a song of the week. And you guys can listen to that right now on Wednesday. That's available to you. And also, if you watch professional wrestling, I talk about that. All my Saturday episodes, I dropped one yesterday, Wrestling Highlights of the Week. So that's available to you. And as usual, the Sunday episode is always available to you every Sunday. So with the self-promotion out of the way, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank all the podcast sites for allowing me to be on their podcast uh, services. Because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you guys, the listeners. So I want to thank them. But secondly, and not so 
far from first, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, because without you guys, I would be one guy talking into a mic into a just void, and uh, that'll be it. I do appreciate the people that downloaded the episodes. I see it. I appreciate you guys from the United States, from Australia, from Germany, from uh, Russia, from just everywhere across the world, which is still crazy to me as we're in and out 2023. It's still crazy to me that this podcast is able to reach these many places, but I do appreciate that. Um, Always remember. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I do love you guys. That's not a gimmick. I appreciate you guys. As you can tell from my just startledness and just pause, I do appreciate you guys. It still just always hits me whenever I always talk about how this podcast reaches to different places. It still startles me to this day, but I truly do appreciate every single one of you. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys are able to uh, enjoy the holiday festivities. Enjoy yourself. Be merry. You hear from me again this up from Wednesday and then Saturday and then Sunday. You know the drill. So with that being said, this has been my two cents podcast presented by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all. This is a goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. And that's been whenever you decide to listen to it again. So with that being said, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.